we're moving on, we are going to talk about the fact that we are teachable. We keep our hearts humble and open to learning from others. Okay, let's see what God's Word says about this one. We are going to look right away at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 to 9. Now here's what it says. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. So scripture, once again, has a whole bunch to speak about being teachable. And of course, for every one of us, our very first teachers are mom and dad. Now, how you learn from them or receive from them often plays a pattern or sets a course for how teachable you are for the rest of your life. I've seen it over and over. Often a young person who disrespects their Dad or their mom will go to a job and disrespect their boss. And it usually doesn't go so well, so then they have to go to a new job and they disrespect that boss and it goes about the same and they go to a new job. Your ability to be teachable starts with your parents. Can I tell you this? If you think, <laughs> if you think your parents are too rough, your parents are the People in the world that love you more than anybody else. When you go get a job, your boss is not going to love you. I heard a couple of people go, oh, that's true. <laughs> your boss is going to like you. Your boss may love the kind of work you do if you're a good worker, but he will not love you like a parent loves you. He just won't. And if... You don't give them what they need over time. They'll have no problem dropping you whether you can pay your bills or not. So let me tell you this. For the few young people that are here tonight, learn to respect your parents. Learn to be teachable to them or you'll be teachable to no one. And when you're unteachable, you're not useful to a team. When you're unteachable, you're not useful do a business. When you're unteachable, you become that person that people only put up with, but don't seek out. None of this is in my notes. I just, the Lord's bringing it to me. Somebody needs to hear this. Being teachable is a sign of being humble. Now listen, when we get bugged by parents, hey, this is the time of life to just get it. Say, I'm going to learn everything I can from my parents, even though I know they're not perfect. Because you live with them, so you know they're not. But I'm going to learn whatever I can. You take that mindset, you are setting yourself up for success. But let's continue on. So, God's Word has a lot to say about being teachable. So the first thing I need to ask, and maybe you're thinking, so why should we be teachable? Now, I've said a couple things, but why should we be teachable as Christians? 2 Chronicles 1 and verse 7 to 12 has an amazing story that uh, I know I've read before and maybe you have. 
but it very clearly shows us that being teachable brings blessing, success, and an amazing future. Being teachable is a key to success. 2 Chronicles 1, 7 to 12. This is the story of Solomon. He has just very newly been crowned the king of Israel, and he takes time to pray to God. And it says in verse 7, That night God appeared to Solomon and said, What do you want? Ask me anything and I'll give it to you. Who wants God to come tonight and have that request for you? Anybody? Who wouldn't mind waking up in the middle of the night and God saying, ask me whatever you want? There's no limits. You just ask and I'm going to give it to you. Anybody, anybody would answer that question? What would you say to him? Some people are like, I don't ever think about what I want. I know for me, when I have a birthday and they'll ask me, what do you want for your birthday? It's coming up or what do you want? I don't I never think about it. <laughs> of course, it could be because I've had so many birthdays. Like, who knows, right? But when God asks a question, he asks it on purpose because he wants to bless. And in Solomon's case, he replied to God, you showed great faithful love to David, my father, and now you've made me king in his place. O oh Lord God, please continue to keep your promise to David, my father, for you've made me a king over a numerous people as the dust of the earth. Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, because your greatest desire is to help your people and you did not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even the death of your enemies or a long life, but rather you ask for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people. I will certainly give you wisdom and knowledge that you requested, but I will also give you wealth, Riches and fame such as no other king has had before you or will ever have in the future. This one prayer, this one night for Solomon, changed his destiny. This night set the course for his kingship. A kingship where he gained wisdom and knowledge, but you need to understand something. The prayer was the ignite, the ignition to it, if you will, the spark to it. Solomon spent his life searching out wisdom and truth. He didn't just lay on a couch and do nothing for the rest of his kingship. He said, Lord, thank you for giving to me, and then he searched it out, he prayed it out, he studied his word, he filled himself, and he sought it out. And because of that wisdom and knowledge, he became the wealthiest king ever that there's ever been or that there ever will be. Scripture says that he made silver to be like stones on the ground. People didn't even care to pick it up anymore. The wealth that came in to his kingdom but you also need to understand the wisdom and knowledge that God gave him also caused such success that it says there were no wars during his kingship. He reigned for 40 years without battles. This was in a time when kings went out to battle yearly. They had a season for going out to war and you know, shooting arrows and chopping each other up. 
It's kind of like football season. This is the season, let's go fight. But he had none. Wisdom and knowledge. I'll tell you what. He was teachable. He had a heart that said, I need to learn. And it was his greatest desire. When God granted him whatever he wanted, all he could think of is, I've got a passion to learn so that I can lead the people that God's given me. Do you have a passion to learn? Because if you have a passion to learn, success will come no matter what. If you have a passion and you are teachable, success will come. If you already know it all, you're guaranteed to stay right where you're at. I know, that was pretty simple, wasn't it? If you already know it all, then that's it. You're going no further. But actually, it's not quite that simple. Because if you already know it all and you're unteachable, it's a little more like the guy who's paddling the kayak upstream. So here you are, paddling, kayaking upstream. That's great. That's like the person, yes, I'm going to learn. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to learn on the right. I'm going to learn on the left. But if you become a know-it-all, I've been doing this for, I already know. You can't tell me nothing. I'm going to put the oars right here. Yeah, I know everything. You're not just going to stay there. What's going to happen? I already know everything. You can't tell me nothing. Pretty soon nobody hears you because you're left behind. Are we teachable? Matthew 28, 19, and 20. The very gospel message that we preach, the life that we live as Christians, revolves around us being teachable and us being willing to teach others. Verse 19, Jesus telling them, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the water baptism. Teach these new disciples to obey the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. The whole thing that Christianity is based on means we are teachable first, and we find others who are teachable and we teach them the good news of the gospel. The word disciple, we're called to be disciples of Christ. Is that true? Everybody's read that? We're called to be disciples of Christ. What does that mean? Disciplined. Disciplined. In other words, the things he teaches us, we learn, we practice. It's a discipline. Then he says, you go make disciples. It revolves around teaching others. Okay, now probably when I said that word, you remember when you were a kid and your, your mom or dad gave you, you know, on the backside or something. But the word disciplined doesn't have to mean you got disciplined. Because you can discipline yourself. If you're disciplined, say you're, anybody jog except for jogging to the fridge doesn't count. Anybody? <laughs> I know we have a couple joggers. I picked that one. You don't, get spanked, you disciplined yourself, you want to be healthy, you get up at a certain time, you look at your little Fitbit Apple Watch thingy and you set how far you're going to run and you run. And it's good for you. You're disciplined. 
If you will, you're a disciple of jogging. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's scriptural, but you get the point. I'm trying to help you out with this. A disciple of jogging follows the jogging rules and they do it often. A disciple of Christ learns what Christ wants and they do it. Is this helping you out? So be disciplined not because you're forced to, but because you choose to live a disciplined life, learning and growing in the faith. Okay? So Christianity revolves around that. All right. Being, here's the flip side of it. So I told you that being teachable brings success. Of course, in the idea of salvation and following Christ, it brings more than success, doesn't it? It brings eternal life. It brings future blessing is the place of heaven in Christ's new kingdom. So, I mean, it's unbelievable if you're willing to be teachable. You actually can't be a Christian if you're completely unteachable. You can't. Well, how would you have been taught that God is good, that he came and died on a cross? And that requires you to be teachable. Okay? So somebody completely unteachable will not accept the faith because they already know different. And that's just a big fairy tale. If that's a heart mindset, they'll never receive it. Okay, so being teachable is important. The flip side of it is this. Being unteachable or rebellious brings destruction. Ezekiel chapter 12 and verse 2 has this to say. Son of man, speaking to the prophet, you live among rebels who have eyes but refuse to see. They have ears but refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious people. And God explains to the prophets that there will be destruction and captivity because the people at that time refused to listen to what God was asking them to do. Unteachable, unwilling, stubborn, and rebellious. 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23 says this. I better give you some background or you'll be kind of confused what we're talking about. This was King Saul and he was told by God through the prophet, you know, go and deal with these people and then destroy everything. But King Saul decided, well, wait a minute. You know, the people are going to want some spoils and, you know, we always have done it this way. We go out to battle, we, you know, wipe out some people, then we take all their stuff for us. That's the way we've always done it. So we're not going to change it. It's worked before. Why should we do it any different? But funny thing, God said, Samuel, tell him, I want him to destroy all the spoils. Don't keep any of it. It may have been just a test to see if they could trust God and obey. And of course, King Saul didn't listen. The people wanted it and he decided to keep it. And he thought, you know what? If I bring a whole bunch of it back and just sacrifice it to God, that'll make my disobedience okay. We know that doesn't work, right? That would be like saying, you know, I know selling drugs is wrong, but if I sell drugs and give half the money I make at the church, it'll be okay. That wouldn't be okay, would it? No. We'd spend your money, but it wouldn't be okay. I'm just saying. Don't do that. 
<laughs> we'd build the kids' ministry area and we'd find out after and rebuke you. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, Lord, I'm having fun with you guys here on Saturday night. But you get my point, right? So this is kind of what Saul was doing. I'm just going to do my own thing, but I'll give a bunch to God and he'll be happy. So Samuel replies to him, to Saul, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is the same as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. So because you've rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Wow, that was like kaboom. Now thankfully, God is merciful and he doesn't always make it that, bam, you're out of here. He'll give you a second chance. He's a God who forgives, but in Saul's case, that was it. So, Being teachable is a good thing because being unteachable, God says, is rebellion and it's the same as witchcraft. I know none of you here would go practice witchcraft, but yet being rebellious and refusing to be teachable when God's asking you to be teachable is the same as witchcraft. Hey, if your parents asking you to do something, you say forget it and you do the opposite, according to God, that's like doing witchcraft. When we read scripture, We see in the New Testament that there were people who were also unteachable, even when Christ himself, who was healing every manner of sickness, even raising people from the dead, even when he was teaching, there was people who said, I don't want to hear it. Unteachable. Listen to Matthew 13, 15, and 17. It says, For the heart of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. They've closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see. And their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Then he speaks to those that were close to him and he said, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. And again, he's actually quoting from that one we read in Ezekiel saying, They have eyes, they should be able to see, they have ears, they should be able to hear. What he's saying is, they see it, they hear it, but they will not be teachable. They will not do it. The Pharisees were a group of those people who were very unteachable. And their reason for being unteachable was really that they were proud. And nobody could know more than them. It was a, a prideful heart, a hardened heart according to God. And it caused them to be unteachable. Can I tell you this? No matter how long you serve God, no matter how much he does through you, keep a teachable heart. He might just speak through someone 20 years younger than you who has no experience because he wants you to learn. He wants you to be humble. Be teachable. Mark 3, 1 to 6. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. And since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. His enemies were the Pharisees and Sadducees. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath day. This story just blows me away. Here's some religious people who 
represent God, the healer that said, I'm the God that heals you, they represent him and they are sitting there waiting to see if Jesus heals this guy, we are going to destroy him because it's the Sabbath and you can't work on the Sabbath. I don't know, that just shocks me. You think they'd be there excited, I wonder. Is there going to be one more? Anyhow, when you're prideful and unteachable, you apparently think really stupid. Did I just say that? Okay. They were waiting to see if he'd heal. Verse 3, Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand in front of everyone. Apparently Jesus wasn't too scared. He wasn't doing it in the corner where he was going to hide what he was doing. He was like, oh, so you want to see if I heal somebody on the Sabbath day, do you? (laughs) You come stand right here. And then he turned to his critics and asked, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. And he looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored or healed. At once the Pharisees went away and met with their supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. Wow. Being prideful and unteachable caused them to become enemies of the very thing God was doing in their time. I need you to understand this because sometimes, as Christians, sometimes as church, we get in our mindset that it should always be exactly the way it was done when it was first done when we got saved. And if anybody changes the way it's done, we're watching. And we're going to get together and find out a way to fix it. This church doesn't do that. Thank you, Jesus, because that'd be really bad. But I've seen it over and over. Over the years of ministry, we must remain teachable. God has a new season, a fresh plan continually. Jesus was his plan, but the Pharisees who were God's ministers were the ones who wanted to destroy him because he did it different. They were unteachable. Oh, I want to be teachable. Pride will keep you from being teachable. Always have a humble heart. I heard a man once say, if someone comes, and he was talking to people in ministry, if someone comes into your office and they tear you up about everything you're doing wrong, and there's just 1% of what they said that is right, thank them and learn from the 1%. Even the person who doesn't like you, you can learn something from. Are you teachable? Matthew 23, 37 to 39. Jesus speaking to Jerusalem. And he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath their wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now look, your house is abandoned and desolate, for I tell you this, you will never see me again 
until you say, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That's a strong word. And what the problem was, the religious leaders in Jerusalem had become prideful and completely unteachable. And every prophet that God sent to them, they refused to hear. They just felt they knew it all and they didn't need to hear from anybody else. So how can we become more teachable? I'm going to frame it that way because I believe we have teachable people here. So I'm going to say how can we become more teachable? Because I believe that that's something we should strive for. So here's just a few points I have about how you can be more teachable. Anybody want to be more teachable? Anybody want to be as teachable as Solomon was? Okay, now I know you do. First thing, you need to humble yourself. If you're willing to humble yourself and learn from those that God has put over you and around you, you've got to be humble enough to learn from them. And if you are, you'll be more teachable. 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6. Reading from the Amplified Version, it says, Likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel. And all of you, clothe yourself with humility towards one another. In other words, we can learn from one another. Tie on the servant's apron. In other words, you're having a humble attitude. For God is opposed to the proud, the disdainful, the presumptuous, and he defeats them, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. That is all about being teachable. Read it again if you don't believe me. Set aside pride. Be willing to be humble toward one another. In other words, you can learn from anybody. Let me say that again. You can learn from anybody. I think I better say that one more time. You can learn from anybody. You don't look at somebody and think, well, I wonder if they have a degree. Or I wonder how much experience. Just always be open to it. I can learn from anybody. I can learn from my daughter. I can learn from this girl here who is almost one years old. We celebrated all the March birthdays today, so she had her birthday too with some cake on her face. You can learn from a baby. Anybody here had babies and learned something? I did. I learned they can be noisy and make dirty diapers. No, you can learn you can learn things. Little kids that age can teach you how to love, can't they? I know I'm speaking to some dads here. When you had your first baby and they gave you that smile. And they wanted you to hold them or they fell asleep on your chest. The first time that ever happened with our oldest, I can still remember it. It was like, are you for real? This is amazing. Are we teachable? Are we willing to learn from anybody? Hebrews 13 verse 17 says, Obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority for they keep watch over your soul without resting since they will have to give an account to God for their work. So it will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. So plain and simple, guys, if we're not 
able to learn from others, we will not succeed. As an example, I don't know if anybody's ever run into this, maybe in work situations, but it came to my mind sports situations. Who here has been involved in sports? Probably everybody in school, but maybe outside of school there were sports you're involved. And I can remember this. I've seen it in professional sports, but I've seen it other places where there's that one guy. He is so talented, but he's unteachable. And the coaches try to give him some advice. They're like, well, I make the most points. He's unteachable to the point where he ends up not being on the team. And so he goes to another team because it's all this stupid coach's fault. He goes to another team and they like the way he plays, but the coach tries to teach him some things so that the team can work better. He's unteachable to the point where he eventually is off that team. But in his mind, whose fault is it? The coach, everybody else. By being unteachable, extremely talented people are working at grocery stores, Canadian tires. If you work at those places, that's totally fine. I'm just making a point here. Not using their amazing gift simply because they're unteachable. Are coaches always right? No. Are coaches perfect? No. But if you're unteachable, prepare to eventually be off the team, no matter how amazing your skill. It's part of life. Become teachable and you will be successful. All right. Being willing and prepared to learn from God's word and the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about how can we be more teachable. So we said we are teachable. We said you don't want to be unteachable. Now I'm giving you, you need to be humble and you also need to be willing to learn from others around you and we must be willing to learn from God's word and the Holy Spirit. God's word, the B-I-B-L-E is what I'm talking about. Holy Spirit is the way God speaks right to your thoughts, right to your heart. If you're a Christian, I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Maybe you just think, wow, that was a great idea I came up with. It's probably Holy Spirit. Okay, so trust me, he speaks. But listen to this, Proverbs 2, 2 and 6. It says, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain the knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. You want to be wise? It starts with this as your foundation. You want to be, have wisdom and knowledge, you're going to have to go after it. Did you catch what he said? Seek like silver and like hidden treasure. I remember as a kid thinking, one day I'm going to find hidden treasure. I had no idea how, but you know, I'd always watch those old shows. Oh, it would be so cool to find hidden treasure. People who find hidden treasure have to actually, you know, get out of their house and away from the TV and go find it. It's hard work. I heard that uh, not that long ago they built a sub thing with a camera and they've gone down and they've taken pictures of the Titanic where it lies and they can see it all. 
other ships that have gone down. It's, they've spent years and years and years and lots of money to go down and get that treasure. So how much do you want wisdom and knowledge? Have you ever heard of somebody who took a college degree and they go for how many years and they spend all that money? Well, why? They're very purposely pursuing something and gaining the wisdom and knowledge so that they can go in that line of work and end up in that field. Without that wisdom and knowledge, they would never be there. You can say, oh, I want to be a doctor someday, but if you never do your schoolwork, you'll never be accepted to a college that will then give you the learning you need. And if you get accepted to college, but you decide you're just going to stay up and party and never go to college, you will never, you get the point. You must be teachable to succeed. I don't care what field you want, you must be teachable. James 1, and I'm going to read a couple verses here. It says, verse 19, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all filth and evil in your lives. Humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. The Holy Spirit and God's word can cause us to be teachable. They can cause us to gain wisdom and insight like never before. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 and 8 talking about the Holy Spirit, the gifts that he wants to give people. And I'm just looking at two that he lists here in verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. So even two of the gifts of the Spirit have to do with being teachable. Knowledge and wisdom. I'm not going to go into those gifts right now tonight. John 16, verse 12 and 13. He says, There's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. The Holy Spirit wants to give you wisdom. He wants to show you things that you don't know. You know, in Scripture it says that in the last days there will be perilous times, but it says those that know their God will be strong and do great exploits. God continually wants to show himself strong to his people. He wants to move by his Holy Spirit. He wants to direct, and he wants to lead you into something greater. God's plan is not for his church to be snuffed out and everything falls apart and oh my gosh, we barely drag ourselves in to the pearly gates, you know. 
That's not how I read it. It says we're a victorious church. When I see victorious people, are they dragging themselves? No, they're not. They're dancing. When your team won the Stanley Cup, you were victorious. The team you're cheering for run the Super Bowl. You're victorious. Your mindset, your attitude, your step. Woo! My team won. Listen, God wants us to be teachable because being teachable causes us to learn and grow and it is an awesome feeling. Success is there for anybody who's willing to learn. Success is there if you're teachable. So that's what I wanted to share with you today because I believe as Christians we need to be teachable. We need to have an attitude that's not stubborn and rebellious. We need to learn from each other. We need to be willing to learn from those over us. We need to be with our minds set on, God has something great ahead. What do I need to learn to get there? Because if you're not there yet, there's only one reason why not. God's got to teach you something else to get you there. 